Are you willing to examine the traditions and doctrines that you trust in for your eternal salvation? Welcome to the Great Deception Podcast. I am Don Britton and I will be your host. I will be comparing the modern traditions and doctrines of American Christianity with what the scriptures actually say. You may be shocked to find out that much of what is commonly believed in American Christianity today is nothing more than myths handed down to us by men. So please join me now with an open mind. Hello and welcome back to another Great Deception Podcast. I'm Don Britton and today I want to ask you this question. Whatever happened to the men of God? And I'm not talking about celebrity preachers on television or who fly around in their jets or who have mega churches or who just pastor even a regular sized church in your own city. Nor am I talking about the typical so-called Christian man who attends church on a weekly basis. My question is, what about the godly husbands and the godly fathers and the godly men who are supposed to be the backbone of our families, of our churches, and of our country? Men who know God, men who know the word of God, men who lead and teach their families and who question the motives and the doctrines of the church and men who will question what their pastor teaches. Where are the men who are not passive and who are not addicted to sports or games or hobbies or worldly entertainment or even pornography? Where are these men at? Where are the men who fear God and who keep their integrity in the business world and who really look out for their neighbor's best interest? Where are the men who love their wives like Christ loved the church and wash their wives in the water of the word and take every opportunity to have a teachable moment with their children? Where are the men who love God with all their hearts and who refuse to compromise with the ways of the world? Whatever happened to the order of God? What happened to men being men and women being women? God set the order between man and woman from the beginning of time, but now the order has all been broken down. Paul wrote and said, But I want you to understand that Christ is the head of every man, and man is the head of woman, and God is the head of Christ. as 1 Corinthians 11.3. So there the order is. God the Father is the head of Christ, his son. Christ is the head over men, and men are the head over women. This is the order of God. This order, this headship of men over their wives, is not a dictatorship over her, but is as a servant leader role that cherishes his wife like Christ does the church, and he cares for her, protects her, serves her, and tenderly leads her, taking as much of a burden of life on himself as he can and to keep her from as much stress and anxiety as possible. Husbands are to be the head of their wives, leading them just like Jesus leads the church. But most husbands today follow their wives and take a back seat to what's going on with the family, with the finances, with house repairs, with car repairs, with the bills, with the kids, and especially with anything spiritual. Ephesians 5.24 says, But as the church is subject to Christ, so also wives ought to be their husbands in everything. This position of the husband is talking about a caretaker, not a dictator. This is in the context of a man being of Christ, being a caretaker, being a provider, being a protector, being a godly man 
being in such a relationship with God that he is looking out for the best interests of his wife and his family. The intention of the Lord was for her to have a godly, caring, providing, unselfish man of God for her to submit to, not a passive, selfish, demanding, or controlling, or irresponsible, self-centered, insensitive, childish, or lazy man who brings disappointment to her in almost every kind of way. The scripture says, But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. 1 Timothy 5.8 So what is the man of God supposed to provide for his household? The scripture says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word that he might present to himself the church in all of her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and blameless. Ephesians 5, verses 25 through 27. So where's the husband who's washing his wife in the water of the word like this? Do you know any men like this? Where are they? The scripture also says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Deuteronomy 6, verses 5 through 9. So men, let me ask you this. Do you bind, do you bind these, this, this truth about loving God with all your heart? Do you bind it on your hands? In other words, with what you do, with whatever you do, does it show that you love God with all your heart? Do you, do you have it on the frontals of your forehead? In other words, is that on your mind that you love God with all your heart and you love everyone, your neighbors, yourself? Is that on the frontals of your forehead, on your mind? And is it also written on the doorpost of your house? In other words, if anyone comes to your home, do they realize that your home is a home that's dedicated to God, that you love the Lord with all your heart? Or do they just see the world when they come there? So again, tell me where are the men that teach their sons and daughters like this? In other words, when they sit in their house, when they walk by the way, when they lie down, when they rise up? Where are the men of God that teach their children like this? Most of the men today that I know of that claim to be Christians send their children to church or to the Sunday school teacher or to some Christian school or to youth meetings or vacation Bible school, but they do not teach their own children the word of God at home, nor do they even have a clue as to what the church or the Christian school is teaching them. What a tragedy, especially with a church in such spiritual darkness as it is today, full of false paid pastors, full of false doctrines, full of false traditions, and full of sin. For fathers to trust the souls of their little ones to such a terrible place without teaching and caring for their own children themselves is a tragedy. So where are the men of God? Where are they? So listen to this again. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith 
and is worse than an unbeliever. 1 Timothy 5.8. So, Mr. Typical, go to church on Sunday, so-called Christian husband and father. And I don't mean to be condescending here, but this is what's going on today. If you're like this, do you still think that only bringing home a paycheck fulfills your responsibility to provide for the needs of your household? So for a man to not provide for his own household, that's the same as denying the faith. And he is considered worse than an unbeliever. What could be worse than an unbeliever? So, Mr. So-called Christian and husband and father, listen to me. Do you think that you provide everything your responsibility requires of you for your own household? Do you think that? Do you watch over your wife and children as one who provides protection and guidance from the ways of the world and the dangers of sin? Is that what you do or not? Do you pray fervently for wisdom from God as to how to lead your family spiritually? Do you watch over and listen to your children to see what they are thinking so you can persuade them away from the influences of the world? Do you pay close attention to who their friends are and what dangers of bad influence might be there? Do you take advantage of every teachable moment you can on any issues, remarks, or opportunities that come up to instruct your family? Mr. So-called Christian, do you study the Word of God so that you can teach the truth to your family and keep them from being deceived by any of the many, many false teachers that Jesus said would come in the last days? Do you really pray for your family with pleadings and tears to the living God for their lives and their souls to be protected? Do you live your life setting a living example before them of a godly man who is a servant, who is humble, who is a protector, who is a provider, and who loves God, his word, and who has integrity with everyone? Is this what you present before your family? Do you have family meetings to teach your family the word of God and to answer any questions or concerns that they might have about anything? Do your children see how you love your wife and watch over her well-being and gently guide her and teach her the word of God so that she will not be misled by her emotions and feelings or even her friends? Again, the order of God. The husband is the teacher. The wife is the student. The children are also to be learning. If the husband is doing his job to watch his wife in the water of the word, then the wife is to enjoy the benefit of having a godly husband who loves her. But what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't wash her in the word? What is she to do then? Maybe she will go somewhere she is going to be deceived like Eve was when she listened to another voice other than that of her husband, Adam. Maybe she will go somewhere like to a church where the wolves in sheep's clothing are and the doctrines and teachings of men are and the traditions of men that invalidate the word of God are. She may end up there being deceived if you don't provide for her what she needs at home. So Mr. Typical American so-called Christian man, then what will be your excuse in judgment when you stand before the Lord and have to give an answer concerning your failure as a husband and a father if you don't provide spiritual instruction to your wife and children? 
What are you going to do? 1 Peter 3, 7 says, You husbands in the same way live with your wives in an understanding way as with a weaker vessel since she is a woman and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life so your prayers will not be hindered. Men, she is a weaker human than God made you to be. She is weaker physically, that's obvious, emotionally and spiritually. She is more easily deceived. So men, why haven't you been taking better care of her? Why do you leave spiritual leadership mostly up to her? On TV, when I see large religious meetings with false teachers, false worship, false signs and wonders, and wolves in sheep's clothing, misleading the thousands of people attending there, the one thing I have observed is that most of the people in the audience are women. The reason is that they are more easily deceived and obviously don't have godly husbands providing protection for them. So the reason they are there is because of lazy, passive men, their husbands, their fathers, their brothers, the ones of you who have failed them by failing to watch out for their souls and to wash them in the water of the word at home and to keep them away from the wolves in sheep's clothing who are the messengers of Satan. Again, listen to this. But if anyone does not provide for his own and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So you, the typical man of this generation, if that's who you are, who claims to be a Christian, you are lazy, you are passive, you love sports more than God, you love games more than God, you love your hobbies more than God, and you love your pornography more than God. I know this is true because I've been to the men's meetings. I've been at church where the discussion between men was about the game that was played. How many runs, how many errors, how many yards gained, how many yards lost, who was the greatest guy, who was the fastest guy, who was the best player or whatever. You talk about this stuff all the time. It's what's on your heart. It's what's on your mind. It's what you love. Or you talk about the fishing and the hunting trip that you took. Or you talk about the golf course. Or you talk about all these things. And of course, the research that's been done has proven that 75 to 80% of all you men who go to church, you secretly are involved in pornography on a regular basis. That includes 50% of your pastors. So this is what you love more than God. This is what you do that you love more than God. Now, your wife knows this. Your wife knows you get more excited over a football game or over your hobbies and she knows about your love affair with porn and it breaks her heart. And she knows that you love all this more than you do her or God. So you see, she can't compete for your love against your idols. She wants you to love her and she wants you to love God, but she can't compete with your idols. And because you are lazy and passive, you don't study the word of God to show yourself approved by God as a workman who rightly divides the word of God, who needs not to be ashamed. You don't do this because you don't really love God. You just think you're okay and you think you're saved because some false preacher told you that all you had to do was to accept Jesus and pray the sinner's prayer at some point in the past and they told you that now you're going to heaven. So you bought the lie and now you feel free to serve your idols and to ignore your family responsibilities 
and you think you're going to heaven, but you are greatly deceived. How do you think you will escape the sentence of hell? You gave up your responsibility to teach your wife and children over to the wolf in sheep's clothing called pastor or teacher or prophet or priest or doctor. So you could just be lazy and not have to fool with it or to go to the trouble to study and teach for yourself. You took the easy broad way that leads to destruction and proved that you really don't love God or your family, just yourself. And since you are so lazy and passive, Mr. Typical American Christian Man, your wife has to deal with correcting the children herself. She has to deal with getting the things fixed around the house. She has to deal with the bills and the finances, and she has to deal with, with you by covering for your failures to lead, so she ends up having to be the leader. You even sent her out into the workforce to assist you in providing for your family. Rather than you protecting her from stress, you have brought up on her great distress. She is not only the mother of your children, but she has to be your mother. She's tired of telling you what needs to be done and tired of trying to get you to be a man. She feels like a pack mule loaded up with all the pressures of life, with the marriage, the children, the bills, the job, housekeeping, laundry, dinner, and being your mother too on top of all of that. So you wonder why she has become so independent and so disrespectful of you? Do you really wonder? Have you figured it out yet? Just because you brought home a paycheck, surely you don't still think you have provided for your household, do you? If you don't provide for your own, your own wife, your own children, your own family, then you are worse than an unbeliever. So what is worse than that? You are required by God to provide food. Of course, that is physical food, and it also includes spiritual food. As a man of God, you are to go into the workplace and provide all of your family's needs because God intended that the wife be a worker at home. I have counseled couples for almost 40 years. I have never found one wife, not even a strong, independent one that didn't want her husband to lead her and take care of her. God programmed a woman to desire for a man to love her, to provide for her, and to cherish her. As a man of God, you are to go to God in prayer and to Bible study to provide spiritual food for your family's souls. As a man of God, you are to provide protection for your family, protection from every physical danger, and from every spiritual danger. As a man of God, you are to provide emotional support for your wife who is a weaker vessel and live with her in an understanding way, taking pressures off of her and any stresses and anxieties she might have, just like Jesus Christ does for the church, his bride. You being the head is not a position of dictatorship, but a place of servanthood, just like Jesus came to serve rather than to be served. It is not her job to be your maid or butler, but to be your wife, your companion, your friend, your lover, and your soulmate. What would it hurt for you to fix her something to eat, or to run the dishwasher, or to pay the bills, or to balance a checkbook, or for you to run to the store sometimes? After all, 
She has been a mother to your children all day, a manager of the household all week, solving all the day-to-day problems for your family, teaching and correcting the kids. And in addition to all of that, she has had to be your mama. Give her a break. No wonder the divorce rate is 60 plus percent in the American church today. No wonder so many women have affairs. No wonder our whole society is falling apart. Where are the men of God? Husbands, your wives should feel cherished, feel loved above everyone and everything else on the earth. They should feel safe and provided for and feel content and full of peace and rest by you just like the church is with the Lord Jesus Christ. Men, if you don't provide for your own household, just like I have described, you are worse than an unbeliever. And what is worse than that? You're lost and going to hell. Even though most of you do attend church and most of you have prayed the sinner's prayer at some point in the past, you're still going to hell unless you repent and become the man of God you were called to be. So you, Mr. Lazy, passive man, it is because of you that the church has become a dwelling place of demons. It is because of you that divorce is rampant in the church. It is because of you that the church is full of sin. It is because of you that the church is full of false teachers, because you did nothing but sit in a pew and let all this happen without saying a word. Because of you, being the lazy, passive man that you are, our country is full of wickedness and the church is exactly the same as the world. If you had stood up in the beginning when we as a nation began to fall, it would be much different now. Where were you when the church began to excuse sin and call it grace? Where were you when pastors quit their jobs and began to live a soft, easy lifestyle being paid for preaching to tickle ears. Where were you, Mr. Passive Lazy Man, when the church began to accept divorce as a normal part of being a Christian? Where were you when the church and pastors began to count success in numbers and money rather than holiness? Where were you when youth teachers moved away from teaching godly principles to the children to having pizza, fun, and games? Where were you when women became elders and pastors and started exercising authority over men in the church? Where were you when the sexually immoral were allowed to be in the church and to even become pastors? Where were you when unconditional eternal security was introduced into the church? Where were you when countless false signs and wonders came forth in the charismatic and Pentecostal churches? Where were you when Margaret MacDonald's theory of rapture began to be taught as though it was truth? Where were you when the false prophets were invading the church like a horde from hell? Tell me, Mr. So-called Man of God, what false doctrine have you ever challenged with Scripture or what false teacher have you ever exposed? And where were you when your children took up with bad friends? Where were you when your wife needed to talk out her feelings and get your help and understanding? Were you on the golf course or maybe hunting and fishing? Or were you just too busy with a football game or your other favorite sports? Maybe you didn't notice anything going on because you were obsessed with pornography 
like 80% of other church-going men in America are today. So, Mr. Lazy, passive, so-called Christian man, how shall you escape the sentence of hell since you have not provided for your own household and since you are really worse than an unbeliever? The scripture says, I searched for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land so that I would not destroy it, but I found no one. Ezekiel 22.30 So, where are the men of God? Why is it that the Lord could find no one? What has happened to us? Where are the men of God? Where are they? So what about you, Mr. Typical, passive, lazy, go-to-church-on-Sunday, so-called Christian man? Are you going to repent and to love God with all your heart and obey him? Are you willing to be one of the few who will go through the small gate on the narrow way? Or are you going to continue on the easy, broad way that leads to destruction? I hope you will repent and choose the narrow way and take up your cross and deny yourself and find Jesus before it's too late. I really do. Thank you for listening to the Great Deception Podcast. You may visit my website at www.christianmiss.org for more information, for my blog and for my email address. You can also get my book, The Great Deception of American Christianity Without Christ, on Amazon or on my website. Also on my website, you may download two free chapters of my book. I hope you join me next week as we continue to examine The Great Deception.